If you watched episode 23 of Everything Comes Together, you would have heard Gayatri Nair, Shuchi Kapoor and Varun Gupta talk in depth about the third edition of the Chennai Photo Biennale. The Biennale launched a few days ago and is now up and running across venues in Chennai. In the second part of my conversation with them, we talk about why they started the Biennale, how they managed to grow their reach and where they feel they can improve the Biennale further. Welcome to Everything Comes Together. My name is Srinag and I'm an architectural photographer based in Chennai, India. On this series, I speak with people in the architecture, photography and design communities, documenting their personal journeys, the challenges they overcame and the most important incidents in their lives that made them who they are today. Gayatri's interest in photography began at a young age before she studied engineering and lived outside of India for work. When she came back to India, she started working with a wedding photographer and branched out on her own with wedding and portrait shoots. Shuchi started her career in advertising and while on a sabbatical, she started writing a travel blog that got her the attention of a publication. While working on her travel work, she dipped her toe into documentary photography, which took her around the country and finally deposited her in Chennai. While connecting with other photographers in the city, she met Gayatri and Varun, whom she would eventually partner with to build the Chennai Photo Biennale. Just like Gayatri, Varun Gupta's photography journey began when his father gave him his first camera at age 8. He then followed the familiar path of engineering in the US, during which he slowly returned to photography and filmmaking. Fast forward to 10 years of commercial photography, and he felt a bit disappointed that the art world was somewhat impenetrable to most creative professionals. Now Varun will start the story about how and why the three of them saw the need for a photography biennale in their city. It was just a moment in which I think in 2010 that there was an organization called Art Chennai that wanted to do public art in Chennai. And they organized a festival. It was commercial in nature in which there was a lot of buying and selling of art, but on the fringe of the festival, they were trying to engage with the public in public space. And they came to me at that time saying, can you do something in public space? And we came up with the idea of doing something at the Thiruvanmur MRTS. We did a huge show, 13,000 square feet of photographs wow. across the whole station. And it was a public participation, so 130 photographers Photographs were displayed, all from Chennai. It was Chennai 24-7. That was just a very simple theme. But what that did was sort of give me personally a taste for what public art can do and how. And that's an early sort of thought is how an audience responds. And I think, you know, the day the show opened, I still remember is chaos. There's people coming out of the trains and suddenly there's a music band playing. There's a jazz band playing there. They stop. And everybody stops to look at the photography and the different parts of the show and you know that feeling of wait something's happening and something's worth stopping on your daily routine and engaging with right and that really excited me and not, not just me a lot of others in the city at that moment who, who were together for that project and mm. it gave us like you know a feeling of what the value of public art 
is and why one should do it and how um, you can engage with the new audience. And since then, a lot of it has been experimentation. So that was 2010 and then again after that we did Besanaga Beach in 2012 or 11. Mm. And these shows were sort of the pre-Biennale, sort of the foundation blocks in not just my mind but the primary partner of the Biennale, the C uh, Goethe Institute. They were my partner on all those projects and so when we did those projects, they also got a tense sense of what public art and so, you know, mostly people see art in galleries and this was here something on Pesanaga Beach, you know, on sunset with somebody, you know, riding a horse and looking at photographs. It's just those visuals in our minds were exciting, you know, and so that's kind of really charged us up and so at some point when I think, I guess, there was no other festival in the country. There was this moment where Delhi Photo Festival had just sort of come, uh, finished their last edition and there was going to be no more. That's when we said, you know what, let's do something in Chennai. Mm -hmm. We realized that also there's nothing here in the south of India in that sense that um, Delhi Photo Festival attracted, you know, you could count them on two hands, the number of people from Chennai who went there to see the work, right? Yeah. And so how do we bring that work to Chennai? And it was literally with that thought that we started the mm. first edition of Chennai Photo Biennale's. Let's make a festival of photography happen in the city. Let's do it with very little bu budgets and resources, very little time, three months. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, let's try to create this festival feeling. And that festival feeling means you have artists from all over the country, the world. You have friends who are photographers coming, meeting, you meet each other every day, you talk to each other, but also that you have lots of beautiful exhibitions to look at, right? And right. so the first edition was the Delhi Photo Festival, which we literally lifted and shifted from Delhi to Chennai. Um, we also had one beautiful show at Nageshwar Rao Park, which was in, uh, you know, a public art sort of show outdoors in the park. Yeah. And that was curated by Yannick, a close friend, a photographer. Um, and then we had a third project which was our first ever experiment with an idea of a residency where we had um, 10 photographers, 15 photographers from all over India. Uh, some of them were not Indian but they were living in India and they all came to Chennai to do a residency and respond at that moment to the floods of Chennai because the floods had really hit us. This was 2015, you know, the floods had wrecked the city and so we called all those photographers in January to do stories, essays and also artistic projects on mm. the backdrop of urban water, right? Yeah. And so the combination of these three projects were what made up that first experiment and you know it, it was all happening in three and a half to four months. There was a meeting in the Goethe Institute's director's office, Helmut, and when I went into the meeting, I went in to meet the new director because I wanted to do a public art project not knowing that that meeting will result in us starting a Biennale. So we literally left the meeting. I remember calling Gayatri after that, like from the mm. car and saying, hey, I need some help or something big has happened. Mm. We're doing this project. Can I rope you in? She said, okay, let's do it. And shortly after we called Shuchi, got her involved. And yeah, the three of us with about five, six other friends who are all photographers, some of them not photographers, architects and designers, who just decided that, okay, this is worth doing. It was a ragtag crew. We used to meet in people's houses in what was my old office at the Goethe Institute, wherever we could and just like get to work and do these things. And yeah, it was fun. The first edition was really fun. It was great to make sure something could happen. We learned a lot. 
a lot of it was not to the quality that one would now put out there in terms of exhibition making, in terms of content even to some extent. But it was important that we had those you know moments to learn, right? And yeah. and it it was a, it was a very festive. We had fifteen shows or something, nineteen venues in the first edition. That's pretty ambitious for a first edition event, right? <laughs> so it just came together. You know, we asked everybody that like, do you want to do a show? Did somebody say yes? Okay, well, why don't you take that gallery into an exhibition? Yeah. It was it was that kind of a network of friends and that we put together. Um, and it, I mean, we had great fun. Three weeks, we partied a lot. We met everybody every day. Uh, we went to exhibition openings for like, yeah, literally every day. Yeah. <laughs> it was tiring. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah. The, so, can I just add to that? I yeah. feel like, because it was the first edition and we had no idea what we were doing, I feel like um, we didn't have this baggage, yeah. which we have now, mm-hmm. because of the third edition, I feel like now there's an expectation and that, we, that Biennale tag, which we didn't, I mean, I think that we debated even having, calling it Chennai photo, and then somebody added the word Biennale there. I'm just saying that these things, uh, you know, when you do it the first time, you're like, it was just so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not not saying that it's not fun now, but I feel like <laughs> there was there was this no baggage, no expectation. Whatever you do is amazing. You know, it was like that. So there is some value in doing something for the first time, and I think yeah, it's nice that we're talking about that. Also, to do it without an institutional framework, I think that's what's happened. Is now we have set about making an institution, and so then there's an institutional framework behind this thing, and that changes. But I think what's also interesting is. If you had known probably every one of the challenges you would have had to face along the way, you may not have started it in the first place. But the minute you you start it and then you're and then you find each problem coming at you, each challenge coming at you one at a time, it's easier to handle it than if you think about twenty problems you're gonna face. You know, it's like when people want to say, I want to start a restaurant, you know, I want it's so much fun, people will come and there'll be so much food and there'll be some music. It sounds really great when you start off and then you realize, oh, actually, I have to do this and I have to uh, propose here and I have to buy, pay those bills and this paperwork. and I, So all that kind of started and then, I mean, it's... See, when the Biennale was done, we were burnt out. I, I think... Of course, you we burnt, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not burnt out in a way that, well, we just... There was no structure, there was no infrastructure, there was nothing. So basically, so was, yeah. we came together for a project, which was the Biennale, and then the Biennale finished and all the people who collaborated disappeared into their lives yeah. and there was nothing and it took a lot of time thinking and you know motivation for us to say okay fine we want to do this again and then when we came to do that I think that was the hill that we really took a long time to get up you know because yeah. to exist as a suddenly to say I'm we are starting a foundation and we need to exist and not just once in two years, we need to exist every day for the next two years. Mm. That was the real challenge and those were very challenging years in which, you know, we were doing other things with our lives because of course the Biennale couldn't, or the foundation didn't exist, so it couldn't support us and yeah. so we're trying to manage all of these different things and exist. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting five years, <laughs> more than that now. 2015, uh, no, 2017, 
16 what or 17 17 no 17 we established the foundation established the found yeah we went to the registrar's office and like this was the first time we were doing any formal yeah. uh, sort of signing of deeds and this and that and uh, loyalty like headless chickens you know yeah. like who didn't know how any of this works still don't know much it's still don't know much actually we still don't know much but i think what brought us together was that all three of us come from very different spaces also very different perspectives yeah that's uh, that's actually why i had wanted to i mean where is asking about your background because i was wondering how the three of you actually got together to make this happen which i think has Priyanshali has a big role to play in this. I think. Yes. So uh, uh, I'm, and should she should she introduce me to Varun and Priyanshali, uh, Varun's wife? Uh, I think we met at a holy party. At a holy party, you know, I had I was new in Chennai, and I was like, okay, I have no friends. You know, I'm in my thirties now. I'll never make friends again. So another friend put me up in touch with Shuchi, and she said, okay, I'll call all the photographers I know to Zara, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. And she called Shuchi and took the PV and all yeah. that, and then then Shuchi said, okay, you know, my good friend Varun and Priyanshali are getting married. later on this year i'll introduce you to them once the wedding is over and so we met priyanshri and then that friendship grew and then i think when varun knew that he was going to do this festival with the goethe institute then he said okay why don't you guys and i think priyanshri was said why don't you get them no that was a full family friends yeah. Yeah. friends and family kind of thing yeah. Yeah. it was yeah. like i think that energy still stays in spite of us having established the foundation we are still yeah. I'm hoping that we are still perceived as a more friendly sort of organization where friends have come together and maybe the structure has become a bit large over the last 2 years but at the end of the day and 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 that ambition has largely got to do with this guy sitting here who can only think big he can never think small or like we try yeah, we hard. always have to pull him back like yeah. oh, we can't do this we can't do this it's too much you know but we won't be able to he just he throws himself yes. like that you know they, when they uh, how children learn to swim right you just throw someone into the ocean it's like that like he just you know just do it and then somehow it happens in the end but so much fact <laughs> so no denying that so much work so much stress uh, i'm sure sleepless nights also i i always and health concerns that all of us have had but having said that i think uh, the big advantage of three minds working mm. together with the same level of commitment to work with friends artists even strangers you know from and and establish a community which is what we were feeling was lacking yeah uh, i think that's the core for me personally and i'm sure it is for both of them as well yeah. um and that's where i think is where we totally invested ourselves where i think all of our personal projects careers have come to a halt over the last few years and now this is what we do this is where we even think and sleep and wake up to all these ideas that we have yeah. and we try and make them happen as far as possible of course it's a learning process mm. there's no right way of doing something and uh, i'm sure we are not also doing everything right but having acknowledged that that yeah we are we are also learning along the curve yeah i think that's okay that's okay we were not i mean 
it's good to be ambitious as well because I, I think if Varun was not as insistent on certain things, I don't think me and Gayatri would have imagined. imagined. Yeah. I've never imagined something as large, to be honest. We might have worked more intimately on, on various projects and stuff, but I think that credit goes to him. But we are the ones who make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, and also the largeness of the Biennale, right? Yeah. So I think there's this balance, especially for the last edition, yeah. because of the largeness, is what gets you the attention, it gets you yeah. the credibility, it yeah. gets you the patronage and sponsorship that you need to survive for the foundation's various other activities, which, which yeah. are not as, you know, I guess, uh, what do you say, in your face, you put it on the you know, newspaper article and that kind of thing. So I think there is this value in all of these things coming together. Yeah. Um, which is what I think, you know, coming to the sub three minds and three different sort of ways of thinking, it yeah. just works somehow. So, over the first two editions of uh, CPB, um, how do you feel that the, um, the Biennale has been received by the general public? Um, so, it's a two-part question. One part is, how do you feel the public has responded to it? But the second part is, what do you think... Um, the difference has been from local government bodies whom you obviously need to get clearances from in order to have the festival, right? So I'm assuming when you guys were starting off for the first time, they wouldn't have had an idea of what you were planning to do. But now that two editions have happened and you've expanded it, you've done it on a larger scale. Um, how do you think that they respond to you? Do they look at you guys differently now? So. I think in terms of first the reception, so what happened is in 2016 it was all public, it was all things that you could stumble upon and discover. Um, in 2019 we took a different route, we first of all we chose to have a curator and uh, as an organization we decided that well you know what we will surrender creative control of the content of the Biennale to an individual. Mm -hmm. In 2019 it was Pushpa Mala. Um, and you know, I think it was a fantastic choice. I think with that choice of curator, we also set our goals a bit higher. And this is also thanks to us expanding the foundation, bringing on new trustees like Setu Vedinathan, who also gave us that sense of, well, you know, there's a corporate presence within the organization that helped us reach bigger organizations for sponsorship. And it, it really, we took to, you know, setting this sort of vision to do something huge, right? So yeah. second edition, 2019, we took over Senate House, which was you know this beautiful building that for 40 years nobody had opened. It was in terrible condition inside, but we really wanted to use public space that was unused in particular, right? Mm. And so the Senate House being one of them, and then the Government College of Arts had just finished building this huge hangar-like shed, um, and at that moment they were not using it, and so we. We said, you know what, can we use this? Because the truth is, Chennai doesn't have galleries. There's only the Lalitkala Academy, which is, you know, expensive, frankly speaking. And it's a single building and not many people engage with Lalitkala. Mm. So we wanted to open up new venues and in setting this grand vision for the Biennale, what happened is I think we activated an audience in the city that was out there compared to stumbling upon it in the train station, they were out coming out to see the Biennale and also right. to see these installations and these buildings that they had not really had a chance to interact with. Right. And no one really had a chance. As you said, Senate House, um, 
I live just a few kilometers away and I'm interested in architecture and photography and I'd never been inside Senate House until that. No, and that the thing is we happened to find out about it. So we went inside and we were amazed that it was empty because obviously they at some point it was being used and they decided to leave it empty as a building and they're very particular about not straining the building because it's an old yeah. building and it's been restored but there are still crumbling parts of it and so they were it took a lot it took us what nine months to to yeah. get permissions for that mm. uh, a lot of follow-ups we you know it really helped that we had the hindu as a partner very early the newspaper because that relationship helped us navigate a lot of those permission making processes right and that was in 2019 when at that point still no one knew what the biennale was mm. they had not even heard about the biennale i think i think with doing those big exhibitions the city woke up to the potential of also what a public art festival means yeah. that the fact that you can discover things new about your own city you can see art in your own backyard basically um, and it creates an environment in which like i get out on a saturday i'll pick up one exhibition i'll go out next sunday i'll do another one it creates a mobility of an audience right so there are things to do and that also helped us establish that idea that you know we're not just looking to create a photography exhibition yeah. right it's not a photography exhibition it's a city wide biennale that encompasses a lot of different kinds of people from different parts of the city of different economic and social backgrounds and that it's a milieu and it's an experience that one can not just promote to the people in the city but it's attractive for the rest of the country right. so so 13% of our audience was from outside of chennai right 5% of the audience was from outside of the country and so we really got a sense that okay this is an attractive thing and so now we're talking in our conversation to government which is your next question second part was how do people receive us yeah i think what we've started telling the government has changed so dramatically because i think now the point we're trying to make is we need to become part of the calendar of chennai every two years yes. because this event is is literally the visual art companion to the greatest music festival in the world the margaret season yeah right and so many people arrive here to participate that to add two or three not just the biennale but two or three layers of other art festivals into that mix just makes it a more attractive proposition mm. i mean if you go to edinburgh for the fringe there are about 30000 exhibitions you can partake in in that period now is that also why that the the biennale is happening around the music and dance season as well yes it is a very conscious decision that mm. we wanted to accompany Yeah. the music and dance season because we really feel that creates this the, the mobile audience the fact that people are going out on a tuesday evening anyway to catch a music performance that means maybe in tuesday early evening they can catch an exhibition before they go to the music right and so we wanted to create this experience in which people are partaking in multiple forms of art there is an audience for this and i think over the long term when we position and the government the state government and the the tourism department in particular yeah. hopefully that's a position we can take together that we right. you know because and you have the track record as well right now well i mean we're building on that track yes, record yeah I, so now the the thing is since you referenced the margari season um those events are mainly centered around a few parts of the city few very particular areas um but which probably would not be touched uh you would not they would not touch probably something like the government fine arts college and even senate house and things like that right so 
is CPB reaching other parts of the city which is not really centrally located? Is that something that's happening with the upcoming edition? Yeah, I think this addition by default, somebody else. I mean, I think last year we had imagined and it mm. didn't work out that we would start somewhere near like Kasi Mira, remember yes. this? And go all the way till Dakshin Chitra and then do something in Ananagar and you know, Ambattur yeah. and Dustin. We saw a few factories actually in Ambattur. Yeah. Beautiful venues, okay, Ebony Mills. So we, I think we wanted to do many things, but you know, we're limited by actually two things one is the permission making and people allowing and also funding right so there are two right. aspects to it so in, in the end we also have to compromise what is possible from a production point of view mm. where will we be allowed to do something for 60 days because some people will give us a place for like one day or two days and that doesn't work for the Biennale, you know. The Biennale is this thing which is 60 days long so while definitely geographically we want to be as reachable and accessible to the audience living in different parts of Chennai, we have been limited by what's available and where permissions have been possible and where production was, uh, you know, you know, in our within our um, budgets. Also, it's a consideration of festival making. You know, like if you go to any major other festivals in the world, the whole point is that you can walk around and see five or six things. Yeah. So in the long run, if you know all things work out and these conversations keep growing with the government. The Marina Promenade is the best place to build the Biennale around because there are mm. so many beautiful heritage buildings underutilized, I won't say unused, yeah. underutilized. There's these beautiful college campuses. At least it's underutilized for the public. The, the bodies within them will probably utilize them, but the public doesn't even see some of these buildings. Absolutely. I mean, Presidency College, if you see, they're, they're basically in ducks in a row, right? You have mm -hmm. such beautiful buildings, all the way down to the PW complex and then uh, Senate House. The Chippo Palace. Then Island Grounds, you know. And finally, yeah. it's basically, actually, that was the original exhibition space, I suppose, the Island Grounds. So, I mean, it, it's hopefully in the future, one can build the experience where you come from somewhere else and in 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 half a day or a full day you can walk around because then that would also create a walking atmosphere it would encourage yeah. a different experience but this edition coming back to that we are building up to this edition which is opening very soon on the 9th of December and basically we are going to open all over the city now because it's the OMR it's at the Rajiv Gandhi Salai the Roja Mutaya Research Library yeah. we have um, in Besanagar we have Forum Art Gallery then in Ashwita here in near Cathedral Road, uh, we have the Goethe Institute, which is in Nungambakam. Um, Egmo, Egmo Museum. So we are spreading. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's south to central Chennai. We haven't been able to to have a show in North Chennai as yet. Mm. Uh, I mean, Senate House was the furthest north, or Government College of Art was the furthest north we had been. Right. But this is a COVID impacted edition. So yeah. you know, realistically speaking. Mm. Two months ago, we weren't trying to have so many venues. We were planning to have three, but it's, it's growing. It's expanding. Well, if somebody has an amazing abandoned factory or, a, you know, beautiful space that they want us to, uh, you know, showcase with the uh, art in the next edition, please reach out yes. to us. Yeah. We always ask. It's funny, you know, I, I am actually like a venue hunter. Yeah. So, like, Anywhere I go, my eyes are always looking for oh, abandoned building, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not joking. Yeah. I just like jump off. Coca-Cola factory and what all these, we've seen amazing spaces. Actually, what's 
sad is that we've seen them because we were able to look for them and we were like wow these things exist but then somehow the conversation never ends up happening but there are some beautiful uh, buildings and spaces in Chennai that are just not being used they're yeah. covered in you know creepers and what what is that hotel we saw bro- um, uh, next to that cinema Woodlands, Woodlands. Woodlands uh, yeah. there's this I mean, I don't know, Woodlands Hotel, which is, I think, is Old Woodlands. Next to the main. Roya Peta. Roya oh, Peta, yeah. It's a beautiful, I mean, if you did something there, it would be amazing. I mean, there are just amazing hidden gems in Chennai. All over the city. All over the now city. Now, Srinag is getting all like ideas. Tiruvattriyur, that factory yes. we saw, where Omega some, a lot factory. of movies are shot there, I think. Yes. Mm. yes. But we just couldn't make it work somehow. We no, I mean, Ambatur is so far. No, no, Tiruvattriyur. Remember that large oh, factory? Metal Box Factory. Metal, metal Box Factory. Yeah. Oh, it I'm is. still searching. You will love it. As an architect, you will yeah. love that space. But yeah. yeah, you should. The city has a lot of potential. So, I. I mean, since we're on the topic of venues and spaces and public spaces and what does it mean to take over a public space? Mm. And I wanted to touch upon that. Who do these spaces belong to? Who uh, has access to them? And therefore, is photography one of the more accessible art forms that we are trying to put out there? Mm. Because when we say that we are trying to align our festival with the Sabha season over here, it is because the Sabha season has a very particular crowd that has access to the Sabhas. And therefore, can photography and also interest in the sabhas and interest in the sabhas and then can photography as a medium be one of the channels through which uh, it it is slightly more democratic and it is slightly more accessible and individualistic as a form and certainly as broader appeal as as a broader appeal but it is still not looked at as an art form because because of the smartphones it's become so much more accessible that everybody can be an artist and and that is exactly what excites us that is exactly what Gayatri takes forward to children by and to students by uh, uh, you know showing them about the world about your own immediate neighborhoods i mean we are always looking to the west or to other parts of the world why are we not looking around us and building constructs that we understand and we just make it available through the medium of photography so today when it's cpb prism doing a lot of fellowships and a lot of educational programs for school students uh, we are engaging with both private schools as well as government school kids and this is where i think uh, our efforts are always looking out at spaces which where you know the kids and their families will be able to relate to a particular they are not going to come into a fancy senate house also to be honest and this was one of our learnings and observations from last time so i think when we say taking over i think we also have to be very sensitive about that when like i know we've seen the whole lodiard district and all of these being created in various cities and all but how do the people of that community feel about the work that is being presented i know there is this very popular international artist jr uh, who does a lot of community based very large format portraits you know and but he makes sure that the community is part of that program and it's not just you going and pasting something on their walls which are their homes so i think there 
needs to be a little sensitivity when we move along and we are very aware and conscious about how we are going to work along with the spaces. If it is universities, can we build something within that's associated with their curriculums? It's not completely away from it. Yeah. All these are learnings from the past, you know, and, yeah. and we're trying to make it as inclusive as possible. Um, yeah, and I think it's important that as we move along, while we might be interested in the photographic art form, are people really uh, questioning it, what are they using it for, I think a lot of ethics come into question and all of this needs to be brought in via exhibitions, via our programs. Well that's our show for this week. You can watch other full episodes and curated playlists at www.everythingcomestogether.com. Please subscribe to Sri Rang Pictures on YouTube and like or leave a comment for this video. You can listen to the audio podcast by subscribing to Everything Comes Together on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and leave a 5-star review. If you like this episode, please tell a friend about it and help get the word out about this show. The Everything Comes Together video and audio series is produced by Srinag Pictures. Post-production by Tangaraj. Production assistance by G.S. Mohan. And the original music by Ashray Harishankar from Escapist Music. Until we meet again with another fascinating guest, you can reach me on Instagram at Srinag or at everythingcomestogether.com. See you soon.